time to talk travel, looking at airlines and more. Caleb Silvers with us, editor-in-chief of Investopedia, and Mark Lepresti, co-managing director of the Strategic Funds. Thank you both for being with us. So, uh, Mark, I'm going to start with you. I mean, you talked right away about the TSA screening numbers, um, looking at the most since February of 2020. And, Caleb, I know you have a lot of great stats, too. But, Mark, I'd like to begin with you. Mark, your thoughts. Yeah, sure. I think uh, we saw a very robust Halloween travel, uh, excuse me, uh, Thanksgiving uh, travel weekend. Uh, the numbers, to your point, are returning to uh, uh, 2020, not quite to where we were in, in 2019, so not quite to uh, pre-pandemic levels, but there were certainly lots of people on the road and in the air, uh, myself uh, included, over this holiday weekend. Yeah. I don't know if this is a trick or a treat, Caleb. Uh, you know, Mark mentioned Halloween. And as I look, Caleb, at the <laughs> debt levels of these airlines, right? And that's something that's on your mind. And that is something that everybody's been talking about all year long. But the very latest I heard, Caleb, and you tell me, is that they can handle the debt if they do everything the way they're supposed to now going forward, you know, barring another variant, shutting everything down. Caleb, your thoughts on these airlines? Yeah, that's not very much to ask of the airlines, please. These guys, uh, airlines are buried under some uh, $340 billion of global debt outstanding, Nicole. They needed a lot of that money in the last year, obviously, to get through those hard times. Right. That's up 23% from 2020. So they have the debt issue. Then they have these rising jet fuel costs. Now, uh, you know, this new variant could turn that around very quickly. But airlines, not all airlines hedge their fuel prices. So if they weren't buying back when oil was super cheap and hedging for the future, a lot of them are going to be facing massive jet fuel price increases. Plus, a lot of them have to hire back again and hire more staff. So they're facing rising costs wherever they look. Meanwhile, they're facing depressed passenger levels. We're not back at 2019 levels. And the revenue per passenger is not back beyond 2019 levels either. So there's two things that have to happen. They got to raise prices and hope that demand remains super strong. The second thing they have no control over, raising prices they have some control over until they hit a breaking point where flyers are just not going to be willing to pay that ticket. Like I'm not going to take my family out for Christmas holidays just because the ticket prices are about three times what they should normally be. Right. Absolutely. You know, you try and take a family away for Christmas, New Year's. It's, you know, $15,000. Um, you know, Mark, as we take a look at these numbers, are you a buyer? Are you a buyer of some of these airline names that really they did well in the first half of the year? Right. That's where they really, really benefited the shareholders. Since then, it's been volatile and under pressure for the group. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They were one of the obvious beneficiaries of the early stages of the reopening trade. But as the other elements of macroeconomic reality have set in, Omicron variant notwithstanding, as Caleb very accurately pointed out, when you have that combination of rising commodity prices, and as you know, as I've said on the show before, we, we are bullish in terms of rising energy prices, uh, in, including oil and, and aircraft fuel and things of that nature, Combined with, you know, as I said, the great resignation is still flying. Uh, they're having plenty of problems. The airlines had to offer all kinds of incentives over this past Thanksgiving weekend to uh, have the necessary crew there. Uh, you still have a lot of issues with that. Um, and that combined with the complete volatility associated with these variants, I am not a buyer. Um, too much volatility, too much uh, short-term uncertainty, and even medium-term uncertainty for the sector. 
Interesting, Mark. So not interested in throwing these in or playing this group overall. You make a good point about trying to woo staff and talent and paying them more, which obviously we've seen with wages um, on the rise across the board across so many industries. But of course, we've seen cancellations in the airlines and people wonder why that's happening. There's been a lot of choppiness to say the least. That being said, I know, Caleb, you were looking at the group and you mentioned oil, right? And some of them do hedge and they can get oil at a better price. Maybe they didn't get enough. Maybe they don't have a long enough contract. Um, I saw some reports that oil could go to $150 today, depending on what OPEC decides, OPEC's meeting this week, but how OPEC decides to play it. People, um, I don't know how impressed people really are with the strategic petroleum reserve of, of pulling out the 50 million barrels. But, um, you know, you guys can tell me, I, you know, looking at the bigger picture and you, Mark mentioned he's bullish on oil. Tell me, Caleb, I mean, oil really could move higher. Yeah, oil, oil could most definitely move higher. And the issue is, how are they going to deal with those rising costs? Well, they're going to pass them down to the flyer. The flyer so far has been willing to pay those extra costs because we hadn't been flying anywhere. We want to get out. But there will be a breaking point in which it's not worth it anymore. Plus, if you did fly last weekend, it's a huge hassle. If you fly even on a Thursday night at 10 p.m., it's a hassle. Flying is not what it used to be. So it's not like it's fun anymore. Right. You're asking a lot of the consumer. And you look at the entire group uh, of the airlines, maybe the regional carriers are going to fare a little bit better because they can pick their spots and shape costs where they need to. But when you look at these legacy carriers and the costs that they have on their backs already and the new ones that they're going to have to incur, it's going to be a long time until we see that clean path to growth and profitability again. They're not even acting like transport stocks anymore. Look at the transport stocks. Chip stocks are the actual transport stocks of the 21st century. But look at the railroads. Look at the truckers. Those are doing so much better than the airlines because they're not weighed down by so many of these legacy costs like the airlines are. And the airlines have challenges in front of them as far as the eye can see. Tough sector, especially with rising fuel prices, especially with rising wages. They're dealing with both. And the only answer is raising prices. And I don't know how far they're going to be able to do that. And we all watch the transports. Chip stocks are the new transports. I mean, that's amazing. Mark, you know, we talk about the group, the strategic funds. Are you looking at anything pertaining to travel for the funds a lot? You know, whether it's hotels or cruise lines or airlines? I, I think it's a rough sector. And, and there's one thing we haven't mentioned, and it will probably be the penultimate point to your question, Nicole, and that is who is the current consumer? And I look, I fly a lot. I've, I've sort of reemerged almost to my previous Quickly. travel uh, uh, calendar. Um, but the consumer is not the business traveler, right? The consumer that you see in the airports and on the airplanes are the recreational traveler. The airlines make their money on the business traveler, and the business traveler has not returned. That's the biggest issue that we have not mentioned in the spot so far. Um, because you cannot pass those uh, added costs on to the holiday traveler, the the uh, uh, vacation traveler, the same way you can to the business traveler. Yeah. It has to be something. You're right. You're right. It's good to see you both. Thank you very, very much, Caleb Silver of Investopedia, Mark Lepresti of the Strategic Funds. A great conversation. Thank you both. Thank you.